All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 504 in the capital city. Welcome back to the Jason Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca live on Sports 1440 and Orders Nation YouTube and Facebook. Great to have you here. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Jason Strudwick. I'm the host uh, yesterday and today. And of course, beside me is Wanye and he's breaking the world down, uh, some deep conversations. And, of course, Connor Halley is here as well to ask us some riveting five questions. That was a pretty exciting five questions we had. We just worked our way through, Connor. Nice work, buddy. I Thanks. feel like Dreddy, we answered about 30 questions, none of which he'd yeah, asked us. That's fair. That is yeah. a fair point. The, we, the immortal one was a good question. It's a hard one. Like, I think they could have used a little research. I just uh, yeah, I think it's a hard one to place that. I'm not sure if that's a curse. Or a blessing on them. And I think our next guest, he has an opinion on most things. And I think he'll also have it on this. So let's go and do the spec report brought to you by GS Construction. They're hiring for the 2024 season. Laborers, pipe layers, pipe layer helpers, top men and women, lead hands, operators, both mainline and backfill, and water and sewer foremen. Go to Indeed.com and look up GS Construction. Spec, thank you for joining us. And this is a deep conversation on Friday. Uh, Connor asked us if you could bestow immortality on one human, who would it be? Wait, can't you be yourself. That again. You just came out a second, a uh, little bit. Give me one, one more try. So, if you cannot choose yourself, and if you could give the, I don't know if it's a gift or a curse, the the gift of immortality to one living human, who would you give it to? Can't give oh. it to yourself. 
Jeez, immortality. I'm not sure that's a, something I would want to give someone that I like. That's it. That's what I said. You, you'd have to reinvent yourself year after year and then probably start new families. Like, it's not easy. Oh, man. Who wants to be around that long? Like, imagine all the new stuff you'd have to get used to, right? Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Oh. Yeah, who would I give it to? Someone? Well, I don't want to say a name because it would be someone I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all say it on count of three. One, two, three. Jason Greger. <laughs> oh man! All right, Spec. Well, let's let's get into it here. Thanks for joining us on Friday. Um, when you are, uh, you hear the news that the NHL players are returning to international competition, specifically the Olympics. Um, obviously about time, but what what are your thoughts and for this new generation of players we'll get to see? Oh, it's just, you know, how many times have I spoken to Connor McDavid about it? And you can just, he's just frustrated because he's watching his career go by. He's only 27, so I'm not going to say it's too late, but he's certainly missed a couple Olympics that he would have played in. And he's, I know that he is very frustrated and obviously today I'm sure he's feeling pretty good about it. So I think locally of him and all those guys, like it's not too late to see Sid and McDavid on the same team. Uh, I want to see McKinnon and McDavid and McCarr and, you know, those guys playing on the same team in Crosby. So we've been, us fans and media and, and everyone listening, we've been ripped off here the last two Olympics, and it's time to figure it out and fix it, I say. So good for them for doing it. I think it's good to grow the game, right? I think we underestimate being in the hockey eye of the storm here, how many people are introduced to things through the Olympics. And look how hard the NFL is pushing for flag football in the Summer Olympics, right? Because they understand it's going to be a way to grow the game, including players in the biggest uh, platform in the world, I think is only going to make the game more popular internationally. Yeah, okay. I mean, you can't discount that. I, I frankly, I think the people who already love the game have been ripped off. Right? Like the memories. I can vividly remember where I was when they won the gold medal in 2010. You know, yeah. I can vividly remember watching the, the Aginla and those guys down at Salt Lake, you know, and Sackick and those guys playing and winning that gold medal. Uh, the Olympics are a time, you know, we can all remember guys growing up, not you, Wanye, maybe, but certainly Strud's and I watching the Canada Cups. And they were a big deal. And I can remember those games, and, man, they were something. And those memories, you don't play the tournament. The memory never exists. Nobody gets the memory. So uh, I'm less worried about the new fan who's tuning into the Olympics that doesn't always watch hockey. I'm more concerned with the people listening to this show right now who love the game and haven't had a chance to see their favorite players play in the Olympics for too long. You, you just gave me a nightmare when you said McKinnon, McCarr, and Conrad David on the same Team, can you imagine those three guys on the same ice, three in the same direction? <laughs> that that that's even, it's incredible. Like that's that'd be so much speed. I, I, who do you even put on the other side? A jet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You would uh, either. You'd, I'm not sure you'd want to play with those guys. You might want to come out after them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's after the ice is the melted, the other team's tired. <laughs> it, it's just amazing. Now, Connor, an interesting question. He asks, you know, in, 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 at that time, how many Oilers would you foresee playing? Now, let's just assume that everyone who's on the team will still be on the team at that time. Spec. So, how many would you anticipate playing in the Olympics? Ooh, I would think Hyman's an Olympic player. Obviously, McDavid is. Uh, Drysaddle is for Germany. Um, that's. 
So am I missing a forward? Does Nuge get a look on that Canadian Olympic team? He might get a look. I'm not putting him on the team. He might yeah. get a look. You know, it's a good defense and there's not many positions. By the time they play that, Bouchard's going to be in the conversation. Right? He's in the conversation. I don't give him a spot yet because I just don't, but he's close. And you know what? You know a guy who, if he keeps his game going, who's definitely going to get consideration for Canada is Stu Skinner because the goalie market isn't great in Canada. And right now, today, he's one of the better Canadian goalies out there. I think it would be amazing to see that mustache pick up a gold medal at the Olympics. What a moment for Canada. What a moment for mustaches. Yeah, pretty pretty amazing. He, you're right there. The, the, the lack of Canadian depth and net, it is, I don't know, like, I'm not going to say it's scary, but you'd think that there'd always be somebody there. You think of Luongo or Marty Berdur, Patrick Waugh. And who who is the big stud right now? Like I think they're you know Hellebuck's a big guy. You got all the you got Russians all over the place making it happen. You but. got Americans and Russians. Yeah, yeah. Hellebuck's American. Demko's yeah. American, right? Yeah. You know, there's all the Russian guys that are really good. Sorokin and Shesterkin and Vasilevsky. Uh, you know, who is slash was probably the leading guy if they have Olympics two days ago or two weeks ago was Carter Hart. But it's probably fair to question whether he'd be part of that now. Yeah. Um, and after that, who are your Canadian goalies? I mean, you're looking at guys like Cam Talbot, for Pete's sake. Not, nothing against Cam, but I don't recall him ever being at an Olympic level. Right. Uh, so it's the, my point is this: the door is wide open for that for that position on Team Canada. And if Stu Skinner's good and playing on a good team that plays in important games in the playoffs that everybody's watching. Uh, you know, he'll get a look with guys like Jordan Binnington and people like uh, Tristan Jari, right? He'll get the look. Do you think, Stretty, that the Team Canada might place a call to Devin Dubnik's camp? If he, if there's still <laughs> questions in that, do you think they might yeah, look? Dubnik, yeah. See if he's around? Yeah. It's crazy. It is. It's, you know, there's so many talented players in, in Canada, but not to have a goalie. You'd think that we'd, yeah. you know, it might, be take a, it might be take a look at, or it might be worth taking a look at what Russia or Sweden. And even the states, they seem to produce more than maybe you know the rest of us do, or us nah, being Canadians. I think it's cyclical. Like we don't need a summit here, do we? I hope not. Uh, you know, Canada did give hockey it's a lot of the best goalies in the history of the game here, right? We just yeah, came off point. of the torch being passed from Fuhr to Wah to Brodeur, you know. Um, and I'm probably missing somebody, but I mean, you don't always get the very best guy. It'd be Curtis Joseph. We have some pretty good tenders here. Yeah, no, there's been some great ones. Uh, joined by Mark Spector here on The Gregor Show with Wani and Jason Strudwick. Uh, Speck, you saw the trades. Obviously, Lindholm, we talked about that one today, was uh, Sean Monaghan. Uh, those teams bolstering down the middle. Does that uh, make you think the Oilers would be more inclined to try to add a player? I'm just throwing out there, Adam Henrique, to, to help bolster their, their middle of the ice with some depth or some, some help on the wing? Well, yeah. Like, I don't think that... You know, when you're lining up with Connor McDavid and then Leon Dreisaitl and you've got Ryan Nugent Hopkins uh, on the wing and you've got Ryan McLeod playing third-line center for you, I don't think that you look at the other teams and go, uh-oh, they're way better down the middle than we are. You know, they've added. Vancouver improved. Winnipeg improved. I don't, I don't necessarily think the Oilers need to say, oh, no, we better go get better down the middle. Uh, I'd say to you that if they were thinking of getting, you know, adding a right winger for Leon Dreisaitl, uh that's a market they could certainly explore. And, 
you know, I guess I'd ask you guys, do you think, you know, because Team X adds a forward, does it mean I have to add a forward? <laughs> or maybe there's two teams out of the market and maybe I, I get my pick of all the wingers and defensemen here. What do you think? It's an arms race, Spec. If everybody starts getting bigger, we got to get bigger. We got to keep up with the Joneses, <laughs> right? It doesn't matter if we need them. We just got to get more people in here and obliterate our cap situation. Yeah, it's it's an interesting point. I think <laughs> the, the challenge for for the Oilers is they, the chemistry is tight right now. Yeah. They're doing a good job. Not to suggest that Winnipeg isn't or, or Canucks aren't, but they had specific areas they needed to improve. You know, I, I, you're right, Spec. If you I, a winger, I think would maybe make sense to push everybody down one. But I, I'm also thinking of depth, and I think that is the you know, if one of those middle six or anyone in the top nine forwards gets pinched or hurt, you know, they're, they're, you're, you're down one. Now you had a second one who gets hurt. Now you're down two. And now you got, you know, Yanmark, Sam Gagne, Derek Ryan moving up in that top nine. And then who's filling, backfilling for them? So I know most teams don't have a tremendous amount of depth, but that one more guy, I just, I'd feel a bit better sleeping at night spec. Yeah, I get it. And, and I want to say to you that I also feel the same way about the defense. I mean, yeah. seventh defenseman on this team. Is a is a is Philip Broberg, you know, who's not proven himself to be right. a guy that I want to lean on for 18 minutes in the playoffs here. So, and, and you know, you know, it's funny. The Oilers right now, they're they're as a group of six struds. Their defense has never been hasn't been better forever. Yeah. Like yeah. all the guys are going. You hate to take DeHarnay out of your lineup, making some trade because man, this guy's playing better than he's ever played. Like it's going good. But right, but the big but is, I don't like go. I don't feel great about going to playoffs with your number seven as Broberg. I like Broberg. I'd rather he be my number eight. Uh, and if I bring a, a guy in here, bring in a you know some defenseman that that you know is an NHL player who has to sit out, who sits on the bench. Everyone says get a guy that's better than CC. Okay, so CC pushes down. Does that push Darren A out of the lineup? Does he become your number seven? Man, he's played awful good to be your number seven this year. Then what does that cost you to get that guy right? I, I, I think the defense are going to have someone who's like a five, five, six, like a third pairing defenseman, and then maybe that guy doesn't play depending on on the chemistry. Well, people are talking. Everyone's in love with Walker now. All of a sudden, yeah, yeah, that's. Um, I've heard Carrier out of Nashville. You know, he's a right yeah. shot guy. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, you take Carrier. Carrier's a nice player, but if you put Carrier in and take Darnay out, you're putting in a guy that's like five ten, one ninety. And you're taking out the biggest guy you got. I don't know, man. What do you think about that? There's nothing wrong with uh, these guys, but it's like when we thought Otani was coming to Toronto, right? We just convinced ourselves that this is what was going to happen and even had a sushi reservation strategy. He was ready to go, right? When we decided as the internet collectively on a trade, sometimes we're a bit off. But the thing, if you pull Darren out, let me say it, you're not taking him out because he's your number one penalty killer on the right side. He usually goes out there first. You know, he and Ekholm. So I, I think that, I don't think, I think they're going to add someone again who they're going to bring him in and say, buddy, you're going to be our fifth, sixth defense or you're, you're, that's where you're going to play, uh, when you play. And we might try to get you in, but let's be honest, they're going to have some injuries at some point here. And, uh, I think Broberg's going to get some games and then whoever they trade for as well, as well. I think you needed, I, I personally, having said all those things we just said, I totally believe that this team has to add a genuine sort of, you know, middle pairing defenseman type of guy, a guy that, yeah. that you can count on because guys are going to get hurt. Yeah. And I'm, I'll repeat it. You don't tell me you're going in the playoffs with your number seven is a guy that's a, that's no. really been in the minors all year. Doesn't work for me. You got to have a better option than that.
Yeah, for sure. Spec, I appreciate it. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, the real work starts for you, and then the, hopefully a drive deep into June for you. Uh, yeah, Monday. here we go. Coming back for a flight to Vegas, and a uh, hell of a game on Tuesday. Can't wait for it. Okay, buddy. Take care. Have right, a good Mark. weekend, Spec. Mark Spector. Great guy. Great. It's going to be the trade deadline. I know that's kind of like the next bump here, right? Obviously, we're going to talk about this. The, this streak is going to at some point, but then after that, it's the... The trade deadline is a big conversation. When the oil were stone cold, Speck came on here one week, and I said, Speck, what are we going to do? And he basically said, the oilers are ruined, and all your dreams one year dashed. Yeah. We called it Freaky Friday because I freaked right out. <laughs> and it's, what, three short months later, and now Crazy. we're talking about 16 wins in a row, and who's going to be our depth forwards? Like, it's incredible. What a turnaround. It's incredible. Let's pause. When we come back, Sam Rosen joins us from New York. Well, actually, I think he's on vacation. New York Rangers play-by-play man. A great, a great gentleman. Like, when you think gentlemen, this is him. I, you and I will not be gentlemen when we're get more old. Oh. We'll be guys. Fair. But these, this is a true gentleman. I can't wait to talk with him. Next, here on The Grego Show on uh, Sports 1440. Welcome back to The Jason Grego Show. Presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Live on Sports 1440 and Nation YouTube and Facebook. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I'm Jason Strudwick. Got Wanya here with me as well. And Connor Halley. Uh, breaking news, Connor Halley. Let's get to it. Connor McDavid is the fastest skater in the NHL. <sighs> Didn't see that coming. You guys shocked? <laughs> <or what? laughs> you guys. Glad that wasn't one of the five questions because I would have got it wrong. Think about him winning that despite not wanting to win it and probably not trying as hard as he could. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's right. Right. Yeah. I'm going to go like 50%. Have you ever seen a guy starting not want to score empty net goals like Connor? Like, I swear he is passing it off. Like, he wants to break records and have no empty net goals in his resume. But you know what I love about it is that he's trying to feed his buddies. Yeah. Like, I just, I love that. I love the unselfishness of it. And when you're that fast and that good, you can make that play. Like, I don't need Zach Hyman. And this is no disrespect to Zach Hyman, but he's not quite the level of, you know, dodging three people than passing it to your buddy. If there's a quick look, you pass. If not, you shoot it. Uh, Yeah, I, I, he's very unselfish guy. Very unselfish player. Now, I guess when you're when you're Connor McDavid, I think every now and then you make a statement about, okay, I'm still the big dog here, right? I'll, I'll, I'm no, I'm no win this, but he doesn't have to win it every time. I think if you pulled up every player in the NHL, do you think that who is the one player they think would be faster than him? Like when I would say, ah, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry, it's player X or Y or Z, whatever. It's interesting to watch during the All Star games the other players' reactions to Connor. Remember when he was doing the uh, target practice and he went four for four? Yeah. And the guys on the ice, it, they're not like they're not even ex- excited. They're not. They're just. It's like a given that Connor's going to win every event he wants to win. I'll, I'll ask you this: Would you be interested? And I'll ask both of you guys here, Connor. You can jump in and try not to make it about yourself. When when you see it, would you ever be interested in one lap backwards? to see who the ba- fastest backward skater is. I think so. I think also the, the <laughs> Oilers did an interesting thing this year with their skills competition, allowing family members to compete. Remember, there was girlfriend skating. and Was there? Yeah. Well, I didn't year. see that. Yeah. I saw the dogs. I didn't go. They, oh, the, the barking challenge or whatever it was? Yeah. So I think that's what we need to do is just the All-Star games need really? to include friends, associates, children, hangers-on, agents. Else? Yeah, the whole universe. What do you think, Conrad? What would you say? Well, I do not give a damn about their boyfriends, girlfriends, oh, wow. sisters, dogs. I want to see what they can do. They're the best in the world. So, yeah, I want to see them go backwards. I want to see Kale McCarr versus whomever, Mir Heiskanen. I want can them he- to get Ally Afraidy back. <laughs> I want him to do another 107-mile-an-hour oh, slap shot with that skullet. He, he could hit the puck, eh? Just hammer it. 
I want them to bring those guys in for the game. Like, I don't care about the All-Stars going and doing these slap shots. Like, let's get someone who can really, really just crush it. So why don't you have a contest then and you bring just random fans in? Well, no, no. I want, like, you know how the NBA has, like, the good dunkers participating in the dunk contest? Oh, the I good three-point shooters. Oh, I see. So, oh, I thought you were talking yeah. about alumni. No, 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 no. I want right, to like at that. the All-Star Games. You bring in like the best of the best, so we can really show how good they are. And you're putting the spotlight on guys who might not necessarily, you know, get the shine. Hmm. Maybe you should just pick people randomly out of the crowd and let them participate in the All-Star you Game with the Lay's chips. That'd be unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see that. I, I, I can bear. I, to me, the skills competition is interesting. The game itself, I don't want to watch at all. I think the last one I watched was John Scott when he was involved. They've really rigged the voting now, so you can't do that anymore, yeah. hey? Like, it is not even... Yeah. There's never going to be another grassroots John Scott. No, there's... The, <laughs> that. That's a lot of man, though. And he did pretty well, I he thought. He did a great job. He did play... It was a fun moment for yeah. him. The NHL, I love... I mean, clearly we love hockey. Um, they can't get out of their own way a lot of times on these things. Like, mm-hmm. the things that should be nurtured and endearing, like random players being grassroots voted into the right. game this should be something that you encourage because you realize that it encourages fan engagement yeah well yeah that's that is the truth let me ask you this i heard an interesting question this morning i i, I think i'll give kevin carius credit when you're looking at the situation with um gary bettman's been now i think it's three decades how would you evaluate his last three decades as commissioner well, I remember way back in his early days, as I remember it, he saved the Oilers. Right. Like, I can remember the ownership <laughs> yeah. at the time was taking the Oilers out of town. They were selling the team to Houston, Young Wanyam in junior high. It's SOS, save our, stay Oilers, stay. <laughs> remember? Stay Oilers, stay. I don't, but I They do, were printing like cards. It. You put them in the window of your house. The journal was printing cards. It was, Come on. It was so crazy they were going to leave really? it to print cards, Stratty. It was desperate yeah. times. Yeah. And I remember a commissioner, brand new commissioner coming in and saying, the Oilers aren't leaving. And it blew my mind that somebody could overrule the owner, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I, as I remember it, because again, I was small, he did a deal with Superstore to have Superstore buy a whole bunch of season tickets that year and sell them at the tills and all the stores. And that allowed the others to get over the small market subsidy season ticket holder threshold. And suddenly we got a whole bunch of small market money here in Edmonton. And I remember, and I could be wrong because we are on the radio, four people are listening, that Commissioner Bettman helped do this deal. And I remember just thinking, like, this guy from New York shouldn't really care about Edmonton. He should want big American cities to get all the teams. He's defending his weakest franchise in a lot of instances. And it's easy for us to sit here and laugh at Phoenix, but that was us. Yeah, fair point. Right? That's that's. I I didn't realize that about the Superstore tickets. I didn't didn't recall that. You know what? I I, Because the guys are talking about this morning, and and I'm not saying they're right and I'm wrong or, or vice versa. But I can say as a player... I didn't like him with the lockout. I was frustrated with that. Um, but when you look at it from an opportunity standpoint, I, I want to say when I came in, there was maybe 24 teams or whatever, 25, 26, somewhere in there. The number of jobs that has been created through the expansion, um, the, the growth of the game, the money that's now out there. Um, you know, even as a player, how do you really given the middle finger. But has there been the same type of salary growth in the NHL as there has been in the NBA, as there has been in the NFL sure. during that time too, right? You, you look at Connor McDavid and how much he makes versus yeah. what MLB players make. So a little bit different, I think, when you look at the the, the entire pot of money that's coming in. You know, I, I would have to look it up, but I, I, I know that the, I think the NFL is, you know, three, four times more money they make, right, every year. MLB is probably, what, double, maybe more than that. 
Um, but they, those guys don't have – well, the NFL is a salary cap. The MLB doesn't have a salary cap. The NBA has one, but I don't think anyone really follows it. <laughs> so, And there's way less players in the NBA. And I think to get bigger revenues, you have to be in big television markets, right? You have to replace those regional deals with right. national deals. Yeah. The national deals need to be replaced by Amazon or whoever's getting yeah. into the streaming game. And that's how you build your business. Yeah, well, I look at the, it was a mistake for one carrier to have all the games in you Canada. You think so? Yeah, I do. I do because I think that it, it's like, like I, you know, I watched quite a bit of football, not a ton, but quite a bit. And I liked it sometimes Fox or sometimes whatever, CBS or whomever, or whatever you tell, you know, those different ones. I like that you get a different perspective instead of with SportsCenter. And that's no disrespect to the people who are on the program, but I see them every night. It's the same people every night. I want to see some different perspectives and something different. Um, so that's, that, I, I hope the next time when those come up that they'll be divvied up. And I'm sure, as you mentioned, there'll be a, streaming service is that what you call it yeah we'll also get some games yeah i think too like i was there was a photo someone found the other day on twitter and it was a the old molson pay-per-view ad in the yeah. general yeah, remember I, saw those? That. I saw that yeah, yeah just I took you that. back right like yeah. i can remember when you had like eight yeah. games a year we had a sports bar and you had to go and sign up and there was yeah. tickets at the door and i remember when the line of thinking was you can't have home games on tv for free because no one will go to the game <laughs> and yeah. now it's like tv such a large portion of the revenue the ticket sales are of secondary importance yeah. What's crazy, you know, you hear that, you know, different leagues or teams are maybe looking at, like when that uh, was the Bally Sports went down or it was was going down, some of those teams in baseball looked at streaming their own games. Like I was, I wonder, like it's a lot of work, obviously, and the cost and you'd be selling all your own time, right? All, all the ads and all that stuff. So I wonder what is holding them back? Is it the, is it the work that's needed? That's maybe not their primary business. Like, I, don't, I have no idea. It's probably really restrictive media deals that say, like, this is where your local rights are. Like, I, there probably haven't been too many teams that have had the opportunity to stream their Fair own point. games. Yeah, oh, that's a good point. But yeah. Bally's going down now with that contract ending as the company is insolvent. But they brought it back, right? Didn't somebody buy them? Uh, I, I know I, I hadn't seen that. I'm I see. Not, but, but this is when it all kind of came out. Like, there was a lot of teams affected, right? Baseball, I think there was basketball, a couple hockeys, I think, too. Which is mind blowing, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that you know the next. I think the next five years will be interesting for that. I think the rights deals up for Sportsnet. Um, what does streaming do? And I mean, Gary. So to get back to the original point, I think Gary Bedman has done a good job. Um, you know, the fans, the ticket price have gone up, so that's not always that's not what they want. But the quality of the game is pretty good. You know, it's, it's thirty two teams; they're all pretty good. I, I'm firmly of the mind that if Gary Bettman hadn't been commissioner in his early days, I don't think that the Oilers would be here. So I'll always owe him a debt of gratitude because if the Oilers had left, I probably am not a hockey fan. I, I wouldn't have picked up the shattered pieces of my right. heart and started to become a Bruins fan. Yeah. What do you make, though, of like the other leagues coming in, Stretty, like the MLS, for example, right? And they were nowhere, what, five, seven, eight years ago, and suddenly they just beat the NHL this year for sponsorship revenue. Yeah. Like they're moving at lightning pace. They are. This is the challenge for hockey, and, I, and I, I'll never get off this this soapbox is that it is not a game that's easy to access and play you, you know soccer we can have 20 people playing soccer you have one hockey stick you don't have a game you've got nothing right and that's that's where i think the challenge is so how do you how do you introduce a sport to people that um are not uh, familiar with the sport and you got to get them all decked out in gear you got to find ice service whether that's in line it can be you know whatever or, or floor hockey or whatever but it's not the same. Like one ball for football, one ball for baseball and a bat. You don't even need gloves. So all that stuff is one ball, one ball. So what's the entry for a soccer ball? Is it, let's call it 50 bucks. For hockey, you know, it's, it's challenged. It's challenged to get in there and get started. Do you think that people need to play the game before they can watch the game? Do you think that that's like a precursor? I think that you, 
I shouldn't say this for sure, I, I, but I, 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 from my own experience, I think when you play it, you start thinking who I could be. You know, I want to be this guy. Now that's, or I want to be this girl or whatever. Now the case, whatever it is. Now, I, I don't think you've had to play it. I've met uh, many, I coach um, some for, for a shift, shift program here. It's a cross camp. It's a great program to introduce people to sport, uh, to hockey. And I've, I've talked to many parents who have never played hockey, but they love it. They want their kids to play it. So no, you don't have to. But I think that, you know, if you, I, I don't know anything about cricket. I've never played a cricket game. I've never even hold a cricket bat in my hand. So why not? Well, I, my parents have never been into it. I'm sure it's a great sport, but we don't talk about it here. I'm sure there's a cricket pitch somewhere. But, you know, if, if in school I was playing cricket all the time, I'd probably like, who's a good cricket player? So I think that does make a bit of a difference to really get deep ingrained in that community. I think building the sport, too, like in Europe, they seem to find a really good matching of if there's a kid who's qualified in a sport, <laughs> yeah. they find a way yeah. to keep him going. Whereas yeah. here, it's a subset. It's not the best hockey players play the longest. It's the ones that can afford it. Yeah, it's... Well, I mean, a lot of sport now. My kids are going through it, and it feels like if you want to be competitive in a sport, you have to go all in. And I don't remember that when I was younger, but when I was younger, there wasn't a lot of options. It was, when know, we were going to Holy Cross, well, there wasn't all these sports institutes no. and all this. You went to school and learned math, and if you yeah. wanted to be good at something, that was your own problem after <laughs> school, right? Yeah, or before. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's an interesting time. And, and so, but anyways, to get back to Gary, I think Gary's done a good job. Um, I, everyone has hiccups. The, the, the Arizona is a debacle. I, I just, I've been saying for years, when I first started the media, why? Why do you persist in keeping that team there? I, I, I think the solution's pretty obvious. I'd sell them to Utah, get them in there. Are you excited about any of these potential cities like Kansas City and yeah. Utah? Like, give a team to Quebec and stop screwing around. Yeah. Great, great smoked meat in uh, Kansas City. So I might, right? oh, I've been there for a wedding. My brother in law got married there. Nice. I pounded a lot of smoked meat that weekend. That's interesting. Tons. Tons. I'd have made a joke, Strutty, yeah. but we're on the radio. Yeah, I know. Can't, I, I uh, kind of let myself open for that. Yeah. One. Conrad, what do you want to say? You want to chirp me too? <laughs> no. <laughs> Your brother-in-law, so your wife's brother, yeah, got married there. Yeah, I hear it is the best barbecue yeah. in the states, and I've heard even like small shops, like gas stations, have good barbecue down there. So I would go watch a game. Edmonton Cricket TV has been covering the cricket scene, and Edmonton is slowly growing. Rep from Section X. I believe you. I, I'm not saying that it, it's not, but I've I've I've, I've never seen. It. I, I'm familiar with one player. His nickname was the Little Wizard. Oh. I spent uh, New Year's in Sydney, Australia once, and we all got together in a park and played cricket. And I'd had really? a few drinks at this point, and I no. thought to myself, I'm going to go deep on these Australians and show them how it's done with the confidence of a man who'd never held a cricket bat before in his life. It's hard. It's a hard game. It looks hard. It's like half golf, right. half baseball. Yeah. Crazy. Well, maybe they'll figure it out, and we can all play cricket here together. Wouldn't that be nice? Hit the mall. Yeah. Right in the mall. Just have a right. cricket match. Take out the water park. And Fantastic. Uh, the water park's institution. We can't get rid of that. All right, let's uh, take a pause. When we come back, Wanya's taking over. Well. When you haven't you taken over? Wanya's World next here on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, live on Sports 1440, and Owners Nation YouTube and Facebook. Welcome back to The Jason Gregor Show. Hope you're having yourself a great day. The Gregor Show is brought to you by PlayAlberta.ca. You call the shots with same day... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. 
Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Same game parlays. Now live at playalberta.ca. Sign up today with code SPORTS50 to get a nifty, nifty $50 free bet. I added the nifty. Sorry, guys. I got a little excited there. How many 50 cent bets could you make with 50 bucks, Carl? <laughs> hey? Another right eye win. My God. <laughs> Just killing it with those 50 senders. Um, been a good show. Lots of texts coming in. Keep them coming at 1 1440. And this is the time. I can't believe I'm going to do it. I'm going to let go of the wheel and handing it off to you, but I'm going to take a nap on the side cart. What do you uh, want to talk about? Well, I was going to rap, but then at no, the no. break, we were thinking maybe we'd vibe. And, well, whatever you want to do. Yeah, this don't take a nap. Time. I need you. No, no, I'm ready. No, I'm just kidding about the nap. I had oh. a nap last night. Oh, that's all you need. Call the sleep. Every now and again. Well, yeah. normally what we do, Strutty, is I'll okay. go on a little rant. Okay. I don't really want to talk to Gregor. Right. I know what he thinks, right. <laughs> but I don't know what you think about some stuff. So okay. I thought maybe, maybe we'd, we'd change it around this week. So okay. former Ranger, mm-hmm. you've been able to move in New York City, one of the greatest cities in the world, as one of their favorite sons. Yes. And as a Ranger, I think like if you're in Edmonton, you get to go to Cactus Club. And then if you're really lucky, you get to go to Joey's. And <laughs> that's about it. But when you're in New York, I think you can see a lot of things that maybe most people, let alone athletes, maybe aren't privy to because there's so much more in New York going on other than sports. Yeah. So I was just wondering if there's anything you can tell us that's legal, yeah. that you had a wonderful time that you can remember being like, man, it's crazy that hockey allowed me to yeah. box Nelson Mandela or whatever it might be. I don't know what you got. Buddy, to. I would never box him. We arm wrestled. And I beat him. Best out of three. <laughs> he looks stronger than he was. He was stronger than he looked. Yeah. You know what? I think that that's the thing when I look back on my hockey career, it's opened so many opportunities for me to try crazy things. Like I've coached hockey in China. Uh, even the media, like who would have thought that this would work out? Uh, the people I've got to meet and hang out with, it's just been incredible. But one of the first things I remember about going to New York right after the lockout was they wanted to you know, let everybody know where we were back. The league was back. So uh, I get asked by our PR guy, hey, would you want to ring the opening bell at the New York Stock Exchange? I'm like, yeah, I'd love to. And so myself and this guy, Steve Ruchin, who is permanently grumpy, but a nice guy, we go and we, um, we get in there and, and we ring it. And, you know, they hear that ding, 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 ding. Everyone's clapping. And then we got to walk around down on the floor, which is not a usual thing. You know, that was a very unique experience. And it was crazy. We, we got to, uh, I, I had some, I knew a few guys down there. And so we were talking, but the intensity and the excitement down there is something I'll never forget. I don't, I don't think you just don't get that opportunity. So I was so happy to take that run. 
being up on that platform where they're ringing the bell, like that's also where people go when they go public. So think of how many yeah. people have stood on like that <laughs> altar of capitalism, yes. rang the bell, and watched right. their fortunes explode. Right? Well, yeah, like, I was making, I was putting orders like fifty Nikes, give me fifty MSG. I was buying all this stuff, kind of like a big deal. Hundred shares of Blockbuster Video <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> no, I loved it. No, that was really neat. And New York is. Uh, it's it's a different place to live. I, I don't think I would have wanted to play there when I had kids. I would have probably moved out I'm out of the city. Like Westchester is a place guys live. Um, yeah, I think some live in Connecticut, a little bit longer drive. But, you know, we, and that's why a community like Edmonton or Calgary or whatever, it's a lot easier when you have families. And I think that, you know, when you're younger, it might be a little bit different feeling. But once you have family, you want to change. But the the place there is, it's it's such a great energy. And if you've never been and you're thinking about going, you're on the fence, I, well, you love it as well. I've had an amazing time in New York. I think it's one of those places that live up to the building. We were joking around the uh, break about Disneyland being an amazing, like a utopian society. And some places you go and it's a little bit hype, but still pretty cool. But New York, every time I go to New York, it yeah. floors me. It just, yeah. it is as advertised. It's the city that never sleeps. Right. There's a million things going on. Like when you drive up Jasper Avenue and like I choose to live in Edmonton, you do too. Yes, like yeah. We could be elsewhere yeah, if we were sure. so inclined. I like driving down the street and there's nothing going on. <laughs> I like that. I like the peace and quiet. Of all. Sure. If something's going on, you look, you go, hey, something's going on over there. Right. Yeah. In New York, something's going on 360 right. all around you, 24 hours a day. It's truly overwhelming. Yeah, it's a crazy. And as an athlete, it's pretty neat. Connor? Strutty, you also were on TRL once, right? I was on TRL, yeah. What? Yeah, I think so, yeah. What was that? Carson Daly? Carson, yeah, Carson Daly, Daly, yeah. Come yeah. on. <laughs> I don't know that it was Carson Daly, though, that day, but it was... We were, I think that was right over, I want to say Broadway, maybe we were looking. I forget where, I think it was there. And anyways, it was crazy. We got there and you, uh, I want to say it was Lundquist to myself and, you know, mostly the good looking guys went. Yeah, I got and, it. Uh, Best foot forward. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just, I remember them, I don't, they asked us some random questions and like, I, I, I wasn't, like, I'm not as versed, well versed in the, you know, the, uh, the teen love that uh, Connor would be, right? Like, what was that? What is it? TLC and uh, Backstreet Boys. Those oh, Brittany, yeah. Brittany, I wasn't quite as up to date on biscuit corn. Oh, yeah, all know. those guys, uh, Danzig, but, uh, <laughs> but it was pretty neat. Like that was another experience that I would I'll never get again. You know, it was just uh, you know the one the one year in the playoffs. I I came to I played in uh, Switzerland and I got to come back for the rest of the um, season, but I was ineligible to play for the playoffs. So they asked me to stay, the Brenshan and the, for vibes. Yeah, Tom Rennie came up to me and he said, "Hey, the guys would like you to stay for for the playoffs." Unprecedented. But I said, "Like I thought I was going home. Like, why are you going to keep me? Like, no, we, we the guys like you being here." So Shani came over and said, "Hey, just so you know, we know that you know it's a lot to ask you, but we'd like you to stay, and then we'll just we'll put you in as a playoff share." I'm like, "I can't play." He's like, well, we can do whatever we want. So I got a full playoff share. We went two rounds. What does that mean, playoff share? So like, you get a, a share of the playoff revenue. You know, oh. so let's say there's. It's every every round that you lose, it, or sorry, you win, it would go it goes up a bit. But so let's say it's I don't know, the pot's a hundred grand. I don't know what it is now, but then you split it up by you. The people can decide. The players can decide whoever gets it. So Shani said, "Would that be fair if you stayed in New York for however long, and you know you'll be getting your per diem from the team and a place to stay, and you'll get a playoff share?" And let me think about. I'll get back to you on that one. Did you have to practice? <laughs> yeah. So my job was. So what happened was my job was when the guys. Um, I was like kind of the ultimate black ace. So, you know, when guys are injured or whatever, I would practice with whomever to kind of push the pace um, and, and kind of get them going. If someone's come back from injury, like at that point, Shanahan was come back from injury. So I was playing a regular season, but I was also being used to like battle with him and get him ready. So, and we became pretty good friends. Like those, those practices, we were just, 
he and I and the coach just battling and I was working him over. He's like, be hard on me. I'm like, all right, buddy, like whatever. I'll, you know, and, and, uh, so it was a lot of fun, but we, you know, I, so I was not playing. So I had a pretty good time when I was there. Uh, you know, so I had some quite a few friends outside the team. So I was visiting some different places, some night spots. And, and uh, and then the next morning I had to get up, just go to practice, not just what go to practice, work out or do whatever they needed. And I just go home and nap and then go to the, the, the Rangers game and then, whatever, either play or, or not play, sorry, go out or go to bed or whatever. It was amazing. Like, it was the ultimate fan experience as a player. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Pretty That's cool awesome. Setup. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So did you go anywhere cool that playoffs? Is there a special place that you went to that you're like, this is like... Yeah, we, there was this bar we'd go to, and it was uh, it was like in someone's basement. It was the weirdest place. It was like a bunch of row houses, and then you just... Like a residential basement? Yeah, and you had to be really quiet when you're walking in and walking <laughs> out. And we'd go in, and I'd be like... The, I, the guys I went to be like, it's whatever... SoundCloud, and he'd be like, "Okay, you're in." And we go in, and he had to be quiet. Then go deep, and there was like a underground kind of bar. It was pretty neat, and there was like tons of like I, I guess they were famous. I didn't know them, but again, that doesn't mean a lot. They didn't know who I was, but um, it was crazy. We had the, the best times there. And I was in there wheeling around with some of the other guys I knew in the city. It was it was a lot of fun. I was so out of my element, though, right? Like these guys are wearing the nice suits. Mine was from the Bay, you know, whatever. But I look good. You know, I look good. Well, you can't. You, the, your bones are, uh, you get, when you're working with what you got to work with, you don't need to wear a new suit. I remember one time being in New York and sitting, and it was like a counter, and they were serving ramen, and we thought it was a club. Yeah. And the lady, we, the, the guy was just like, hey, we're looking for SoundCloud. And she goes, mm, and just keep serving. And then, like, later on, she just tapped him on the hand, and there was a, like, a, looked like an ice machine door, like a f- yeah. cooler. Yeah. That was the club entrance. Oh, crazy. So you sat there yeah. at these, like, ramen places, and you didn't even realize that the entrance to the club, and that That's lady crazy. was, like, the bouncer deciding if yeah. you got in or not. You guys must have really eaten that ramen hard. Well, I got in, but he didn't. Yeah, sorry, buddy. I'll see you later. Yeah, two for him and none for me. I'm out. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's it. Any final thoughts here, uh, Vanya? What do you think? In 17th win, Stratty, you're a player. You know. I think they're going to be fired up. I do think they get it. I think that this break has been perfect timing. Connor, any final thoughts, the old dog? Yes, it was a lot of fun, guys. Let's do it again sometime. That'd be fun. Yep. Yep. Check out the podcast. Check out the podcast. Edgar can't do every show. No, he can't. He's, He's not getting any younger. We'll bide our time. Yeah, the old man. Um, well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun to be back here for a couple of days. Uh, thanks to all of our guests, which included Mark Spector, Cam Tate, Peard, Lorianne Munzer, the monster, the low tide, uh, obviously, Wanya Gretz, Button, and Mark Spector. And of course, Connor, thanks for keeping me uh, in line these last two days, buddy. Thanks for the Skittles, Stretty. You're welcome. Skittles for everybody. Well, that's it for us. Thanks for listening. Uh, it's a lot of fun. We Next week, we get back to regular hockey talk, which is going to be a lot of great. As we go to break, though, we'll get a sports update brought to you by BIE Engineering. The structural engineering specialist, whether you're in the process of renovation or building your own dream home, BIE can help you out. Go to BIEENG.com. Good night, everybody. Thanks again for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 